How do you do it? Do it. What define it? You'll be at a tournament, mm. like the world's coming up next for four or five days, and somehow you always have something interesting to say for five days straight. How do you do it? Where's it coming from? The expressed views of the guests on this podcast are theirs alone and not necessarily endorsed by the host, TWBC, or any associated sponsor. Conversations that are robust yet balanced, on point and to the point. You are listening to The Talk of Tournament Water Skiing. This is the TWBC Podcast. And now, here's your host, Tony Lightfoot. Well, greetings one and all. I own the aforementioned uh, Tony Lightfoot. It's uh, glad to have the pleasure of your company in this another episode of the TWBC podcast. Well, uh, LA Night Jam uh, upon us, uh, coming up within uh, within the next few hours uh, as this uh, episode is uh, is recorded. And I am pleased to welcome uh, Joel Poland. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing fantastic, Tony. How are you doing? Ah, not too bad, not too bad. A uh, season just humming along as it as it typically does, you know. And uh, you know, uh, for for you for you, Joel, uh, you seem to be uh, humming right along with it, you know. I mean, a few, uh, you know, a few highs, you know, uh, the odd bump or two, you know, with the uh, with with the spill that you took at the Masters, uh, notwithstanding. But uh, how do you think your season has gone so far? Uh, you know, so far it's been. A pretty good ride, honestly. I had that nice start to the season with the trick contest, and then, you know, the couple weekend late, le- couple weekends later, I think it was, uh, we had King of Darkness and Swiss, and you know, it started off pretty well in both of them, but didn't quite get it together for the finals, at least for night jump, and didn't quite make it in slalom. So that was a downer, I guess. And then coming off of that, we had Masters, which, well, you know, yeah, not a bad day. Oh, not too bad, not too bad. I mean, but uh, but I did mention that you took a bit of, bit of a spill out there in the finals, uh, which you were able yes. to uh, climb out out onto the back of the boat and uh, uh, and 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 give us uh, give us a big old smile and as much to say, uh, <laughs> I'm I'm, st- I'm still here, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it can be a little bit scary when someone has a crash and you know everyone sitting on the bank doesn't know how to feel. So I think you know the best thing to do is get up on the back of the boat and scream. You know, in a happy way. <laughs> in a happy way, Abso- yeah. absolutely. And for anyone that didn't see that, I wasn't screaming at the crowd. I was more saying "woohoo!" <laughs> yeah, yeah, full of full of adrenaline, a little bit of release there. So, uh, uh, so I mean, I mean, let, let's start off with with, with Swiss Pro. I mean, uh, you, uh, you you came out on top on that one, didn't you? I did indeed. Yes, indeed, and. Uh, in, and the uh, the other events, by comparison, uh, you're in a little little bit. Well, I wouldn't I wouldn't say slow off the blocks by comparison, but uh, that may be a little bit harsh. But uh, you know, being an overall skier, you know, requires a lot of time, a lot of dedication to all three events. Uh, do you feel, upon reflection, that you've that you've given all of the events the equal amount of time or at least the appropriate amount of time necessary in order to stay competitive um i'd say it's gone in waves a lot this year at the start of the year i was really working on slalom actually that was probably my strongest event coming into the season mm-hmm. and then i took a little spill actually slaloming whacked my shin i had to put shin pads on couldn't slalom for a little bit and then since then it's been a big focus on jump and trick a lot of focus especially on the uh 
on the jump side. Really been trying to get that one together at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I mean, things uh, aside from that crash, we're actually looking looking pretty looking pre- pretty good. I mean, uh, the uh, the king king of darkness, which I I think you were leading going into the into the final nighttime round, wasn't that right? Yep, leading into the final had uh, we skied two rounds for prelims. We only had to ski one, but I was feeling good, so I took a second round, and yeah, I had a two twenty six and a two twenty seven. So two two good jumps, definitely happy with them. Didn't quite get what I was looking for, though. Haven't quite had that jump where I connected this season. Okay, uh, how does that? How does that actually sound for you? I mean, because I mean, I mean, a lot of jumpers have different metrics with how they gauge their jumping. Maybe it's pure distance. Maybe it's a little bit about how they feel. You know, just get just and or or just that feeling that that one is is connecting more with the other to produce the end result i mean i mean how 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 is that for you i'd say it's definitely more of a feeling thing for me um where i train at matt's we don't have distance boys for jump i mean we've dropped them in a couple times but matt runs them over every go (laughs) (laughs) so yeah we stopped trying that one so it is a very big feeling thing and i just haven't quite had a jump this season where i felt like oh yeah i I really pushed that like that was the top of my limit that's about where i'm at and it all connected i've had bits and pieces where you know like a set where you have three big jumps and if you could take the turn the cut and the kick and put them all together of all three jumps that would be a great set or a great jump but yeah it's just not quite come together for that one jump so it's coming i'm waiting for that day so I mean, from what it sounds like, you would you would rather jump, uh, for example, like two hundred twenty feet feet and feel like on top of the rock world compared to jumping, I don't know, two hundred thirty feet and feel just absolutely, you know, just completely like snot, you know. If I jumped two thirty feeling like snot, I would be a very happy guy. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't quite got to that point in my career, but no, it's more um, it's more of taking the best opportunity of the conditions on the day you know the boat the ramp the wind the site in general not every site is even and you know some sites you're going to go a little further and some sites you're not going to go quite as far so for me it's more about just feeling like i did the best i could of that day and yeah i'm still not quite satisfied there indeed indeed now I mean, you've jumped at a lot of sites around the world. Obviously, you practice on a fairly open, op- open water site. I mean, there isn't mm-hmm. there, there isn't too much uh, uh, closeness with the side of the lake. I mean, I mean nothing like uh, Bennett's here, the, which I'm recording you from, or or even King of Darkness. I mean, King yeah. of Darkness was really extreme, wasn't yeah. it? I mean, I mean, like the shoreline just got closer and closer and closer the further and further you jumped. Yeah, you know. So, but do you feel that you've sampled enough conditions like your like your practice site, like like Bennett's or uh, or or Isle of Lake Hancock, to really have you know to to really have a a situation where you kind of kind of dialed in and know, okay, this is this kind of site. I can make this adjustment, maybe this adjustment, and I'll be just fine. Um. So at King of Darkness, we uh, we got night jump practice, but um, yeah, I don't think we got any actual practice for the event, but we had those two rounds. So in those two rounds, I felt like I found a comfy spot, but yeah, I mean, like, I think if I jumped there for like the week before, I definitely would have been a bit more locked in come night jump time. 
Um, but I'd say I'm fairly adaptable. And then obviously Masters, I mean, equal opportunity for everyone. No one gets a go. It's like, you know, you yeah, just got to go to Masters to know how it's going to feel. And I it's mean, always the flip of the coin. I mean, they say it's equal conditions, but... But I mean, come on! I mean, I mean, you've, I mean, you've got like the waves bouncing off, bouncing off the walls. You know, I mean, it, it's, it's all, all on the luck of the draw, really. I mean, yeah. whether you're first off the dock and you've got absolutely spot-on conditions for like maybe one, maybe two jumps, and then the rest, of the rest of the way. I mean, those waves keep on bouncing and bouncing and bouncing. I mean, but, I mean, I mean, how do you deal with that? You got to be adaptable. I mean, that's the. That's the thing. This sport, everything is coming down to being adaptable. You got the wind that's going to affect you, the boat, the driver, the ramp. You know, the site in general, how the water skis. Everything is a variable, so you've got to be really adaptable. Especially, you know, on that pro end. There's a lot of tournaments where you're not going to get much practice. So, you know, I'd say I'm a fairly adaptable guy. I can make it work with kind of whatever I got. So I'd say. In that sense, I've definitely made the most of my adaptability. Have I had that jump that's connected in terms of me adapting well and doing everything perfect? Not yet. Not quite yet. Not quite yet. But we're waiting. But we're yep. waiting. You know, we could. We could. You know, when that happens, that jump could be in excess of two hundred and fifty feet. You just. You, 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 <laughs> you, that that would that would be absolutely nirvana. That would it? be a connection. Yeah. Absolutely. So I mean, in in most tournaments, oh, well, I'm. Some maybe most tournaments, uh, you have the constant in the form of Matt Reaney on the starting dock, you know, giving you little little tidbits of advice. I mean, typically bef- before you before that line tightens and you set off out out in the water for for your first jump, what's the last thing that he typically tells you? Good luck, have fun. Normally, it's have fun or enjoy this. That's the two things I would say he probably says the most to me, especially like you know a Worlds or a Masters. It's like hey man, like. You're about to go out and ski at the Masters. Enjoy this. Have fun. You only get to do this once a year. So it's nothing technical or anything like that? No, not really. I mean, you know, if it's tricky conditions, like I think at Masters, you know, as I'm warming up, came up to me and just sort of said, hey, do you know what your keys are? This is what I think you should do. But uh, yeah, overall, I'd say we do all the work and practice. So by the time we get to the tournament, it's already figured out what's going to go on. You know, the plan's laid ahead. Okay, excellent. So... You you mentioned keys. I mean, what are yeah. your keys? Oh, I can't tell you my secrets. Oh, yes, you can. I can't tell you yes, my secrets. You can. At least one, at least one. From your bone here. Okay, so um for anyone listening who's a jump enthusiast, one of my big keys is getting wide at the six. So if I'm narrow at the six, you know, I gotta work so much harder to get wide on the boat when I want to. So I'm and it's something I've been very slack with in previous years. So this year, one of the main things, even at Masters, Matt said, Hey, Make sure you get a good setup at the six, and yeah, because I mean that end where the six was was actually was actually fairly close to the end to the end of lake. You didn't have an off too yep. much room to work with, did you? No, not a whole load. But Matt's is a short lake as well, so uh-huh. you know we prepared for that, and he drove a different path a few days for us as well, so that it was more like the masters, and except without the little drop in at the at the end. Yeah, right? no, we skipped the drop in. <laughs> Try and keep the suit dry. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, and that was the thing as well. I mean, a, a lot of the time in the jump event was taken up purely by dropping. I mean, how many seconds did you have at each end? Like about forty-five, maybe a minute. Honestly, time moves different when you drop in. Like <laughs> <laughs> at that point, I'm just trying to breathe. <sighs> you know, 
Um, at least the water over at Callaway Gardens isn't like 100 degrees. Yeah, it's refreshing. But yeah. I tell you what, with that adrenaline going, when you drop in, you realize, holy cow, I don't know how to breathe right now. When you're skiing along, it's like you forget. As soon as you drop in, all of a sudden, you're thinking about breathing, you know? Like the weirdest things come into your mind in those 30, 40 seconds. But, and, then, uh, and then the line goes tight, and then you just forget it all and just get after it, I guess. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so uh, LA Night Jam, uh, a pleasure to have you here. In, in, it's in, a pleasure in, to be back in in, in South Louisiana. You know, I mean, a few, I mean, a few of you do make the trip to, out from Central Florida, you know, mm-hmm. to to be here and being amongst the festivities. So, what are you kind of looking forward to? I mean, you you were here, I uh, believe you were here last year, and uh, yeah, and I think you you ended up being in second, didn't you, or something like that? Yeah, I walked away with second, and you know, it was I think one of my first real night jumps. I've done Moomba, but that place is so lit up that you know. It's great. It's barely a night jump kind of thing. It's like a day jump at night. <laughs> anyway, so so but, are you going to be looking forward to a big old crowd with thunder sticks? You know those little inflatable stick thingies. I I mean I'm definitely looking forward to the actual like jumping in the night jump. Like that is definitely a huge piece of it. But I don't even remember last year we had all the barefooters here. Yeah, and uh, the day of the tournament they will go for a little test run they're trying out the boat and everything and they let me have a little go and i've not really barefooted before and that was so much fun like i managed to convince him to like the guy even takes his jumpsuit off and lets me use it because i wasn't going to barefoot until i watched him i was just in the boat to take a look and yeah had a little barefoot so i'm hoping this year i can like sneak back in the boat get a little barefoot in I think I think we might be able to arrange something like that yeah. for you. Anything, anything for Joel Poland. So, so yeah, LA Night Jam coming right up. But you got a whole host of tournaments uh, coming up as well. Now, one thing, one thing that I kind of remembered a little bit from the Swiss Pro Tricks, in which uh, Freddie Winter was doing the Dockside interviews. Yep. You actually mentioned that that you that you're probably going to shy away from tournaments that don't have any like are uh, just single event tournaments if you if you're gonna if you're gonna go to a tournament it's gonna be two two events or more or nothing at all yeah to a point i mean obviously this is a pure just jump event but uh i would consider myself a pretty decent jumper so i kind of have to show up to these um it's more so like slalom wise i mean i'd love to see some more events holding trick or jump i mean trickers will show up for next to nothing <laughs> So, so something like a California Pro, I would say. Oh, California Pro is the perfect tournament. I mean, we get to slalom, we get to jump, don't have to trick, so you get to save a little bit of energy as well, and, you know, it's perfect conditions as well. It's normally a great setup. But, I mean, even Botas coming up this uh, next yeah, weekend. Yeah, they got trick as well, yeah. They got trick as well. I mean, I think it's just great for our sport to have that second event. Like, and especially for me doing three events. And I think the next group coming in, like I look behind me and there's a bunch more three eventers coming through. They're chasing me and, you know, they're going to show up to all these pro tournaments as well. If there's a second event, you'll find most of them are not slalom skiers, you know. Who are these people uh, that are that are chasing you in your mind? <laughs> well, uh, on the overall side, we've yeah. obviously got Tincho, Martin, uh, Labra. Yeah, I mean, like a junior world uh, world record holder. I mean, he seems to be breaking those almost every weekend whilst he's still eligible, right? Yeah, like this, he's pretty insane. But I mean, he's a tricker. 
He's yeah. a tricker and a, I'd say a jumper and slam. He's holding his own, but I bet you he'd show up to a lot of events. Probably not yet as he matures maybe into his pro career. Uh, Jake Abelson. I don't even know what that kid is yet. I know he's an insane tricker. I know he just started jumping and he's pretty good at that. And oh, on a yeah. slam ski, I mean, he's he's pretty filthy. So he's Absolutely. another one in the ranks. You got that. The seventh de plan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> how many kids? How many I, I, de plans are I, I, there? I, I, okay, so we got Louis, we got Paul, yeah. we got Tristan. Yeah, uh, those are the ones I know of. I think there's one more. Isn't there? I think there used to be six, but they shared one. They all ate one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> those boys are built different. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they don't even look the same for the most part. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we got a few kids coming through as well. There's a little French guy. Um, there's a handful of these young guys that are like they're, they're coming for us you know me and Dorian and, and Louis we ain't got long <laughs> okay so you gotta make uh, hey while the sun's still exactly we're gonna enjoy it while we can absolutely so uh, one of those tournaments that you'll be featured in uh, world championships coming up in in October you know you're, yep. you're defending your world title and Possibly defending your world overall record. Uh, yeah, you know the uh, the kind of pressure's on a little bit, but you seem to be unfazed by pressure. I like the pressure. I mean, it's good to have it. You know, like I've always been a under pressure kind of guy. Like making bets, whatever it is. I mean, I remember one set. It was me, Conley Panette, who just skied at the Masters as well, and one of my best friends bent up. We're all out skiing at Matt's house or Matt's Lake. And uh, we all get into the boat for each other. And the deal is you got to try and make them fall. So I'm doing everything I can to like psych out Ben and Just psych out Conley on the dock. Like I'm doing everything I can to psych him out. Nothing inappropriate. Like, just teasing them on the dock, winding them up, just saying anything I can to try and get a little bit of a rise out of them. And they're about to do the same thing to me. They said, Joel's got to go last. So I wind them up and I get them both going kind of crazy. And they trick okay. And the deal is, it's whoever stands up, whoever skis the best. Because we're yeah. all at different point places. This uh-huh. is for Trek. Well, uh, I go out last. And Ben and Connolly are just like, we're not even going to talk to you. Because like, we know at this point, if we say anything to you, if we try to put any more pressure on, you're just going to ski better. Yeah. <laughs> and, and how does that make you feel? Really good. <laughs> really good. If anything, it put actually a different kind of pressure on me of like oh now i really do have to stand up kind of thing and you know handled the pressure got away with it you know like if you do come through who who gives a rat's rump (laughs) exactly i mean if you fall you don't die do you so no absolutely all right then so a so a uh a fun pack season uh coming up uh i mean we mentioned the worlds and all that kind of stuff is there anything uh, else on the horizon a little bit for you i mean is there going to be like a big old longer vacation that you're trying to plan at the end of the season you know even at this stage or no oh i definitely will be taking time off after the worlds i uh i normally disappear for a few weeks here and there just afterwards you get you, you you go completely off the grid huh? yeah i just fall off the grid a little bit and i don't know if reset is the right word but unwind and you know i I don't know if you're aware, but I train like a madman and I have this real addiction issue with going just a hundred percent at everything I do. So I'm either a hundred percent in and I'm going as hard as I can or I'm out of it. I'm not doing it. I don't want to even think about it. Okay. And typically where you go is places like Chile, right? That's a place where I'm a hundred percent in. Chile's like a 
get back into the season. They got the perfect setup, and find I'll be skiing like four sets a day pretty easily there. And find a random slalom ski from the eighties and see if I can't snap that in half. Exactly, you know? exactly. <laughs> but no, I think maybe head to Costa Rica, maybe a bit of time in Spain. I've got a week in Mexico as well already booked in. But that'll be a that'll be a ski week. That's a ski paradise. I'm definitely looking forward to that one. Oh, over at uh, Gordon Rathbun's place. Yeah. yeah, that place is wicked. Went there last year as well for a week and. Just an insane time. I loved it. Yeah, and I'm sure that the guests that will be there around about the same time will be yep. uh, will be will be enjoying that week with you. So yeah, it's definitely going to be a good time. All right then. So best of luck to you going forwards. LA Night Jam uh, coming right up at the time of this recording, which is uh, is, is June June the ninth. For uh, anything more you want to say? Uh, thank you everyone for listening in. And actually, I do have a question for you, Tiny. Oh, okay. All right. And uh, uh, this is like. This is like the first time that this has happened. Okay, so I'm going to put my hands on the table here. I'm going to get ready. Okay. Okay, go for it. How do you do it? Do it. What Define it. You'll be at a tournament, mm-hmm. like the world's coming up next, for four or five days, and somehow you always have something interesting to say for five days straight. How do you do it? Where's it coming from? <laughs> I, I I don't know. I'm just I I just read. I, I do I do I do this kind of stuff. I do the podcast, yep. which means which which means I can pick your brains a little bit. I can find out a little bit more about you. You know, like like going going wide on the six. You know, I yep. can I can apply that into into. Yep. You know, I can say you know I talked to Joel Poland earlier, and he says that one of his keys, which he isn't. T- at liberty to fully reveal at least one of them he's wide on the six which is going to allow him to slingshot on the wide on the boat and get himself a a, a good looking jump coming up okay that, okay that that's half the reason why i do this so you do your research yes exactly. you're studying it yeah exactly okay. that type of deal okay all right then okay that brings to a conclusion this podcast thanks a lot uh, for for tuning in and until next time it's ciao for now Thank you for listening to the TWBC podcast. Be sure to check out our website at waterskibroadcasting.com. Links to our presence on major social media platforms can be found there, as well as updates to our webcast and this podcast. Duplication or rebroadcasting of this broadcast without written consent of TWBC is prohibited. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to join us next time for the next edition of the TWBC podcast.